Blog Talk Radio. Come on, put your hands together. Great is the Lord. Gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, do we have a powerful show tonight? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I think I think my uh, Facebook inbox is probably blown up. Everybody wants to know who our guest is tonight. They saw it, and they went on their website, and a lot of people were impressed, and so was I. Yes, I was too. I actually, I'm still on her website because I'm finding a whole lot of information that I that we're going to talk about tonight. For one, but I just found that it's you know it's very informative, especially for women. Yes, it is. So, yeah. But you know what, Brian? To to see a woman like our guest uh, be successful in the uh, I guess corporate America or out there in society, she's doing a wonderful, wonderful job. And I think that she, this this is the type of person, Brian, that I can truly say she is a model of how all our little girls uh, should be. Not saying yes. that it's easy, and we all know that she's got to be tough. She's got to uh, not wear her feelings on her sleeves. There's a lot of work that she has to do. And it just seems like, Brian, she's getting it done. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. You know, Greg, first off, before we get started, I, I want to just say that I, I think that all of our listeners, most of them probably already know about the situation in Haiti. Yeah. And, you know, our hearts and our prayers go out to those that have been affected. You know, I know some people personally who have been affected. And, you know, I when when I watched it on TV this morning, I just could not hold back my emotions. And so I, I want to just, you know, put that out there and tell people that, you know, whatever association you decide to donate to or through, to help the efforts do something yes. because those those individuals out there are hurting they need our help yes. you know when I, and there were some of the things that I found out about Haiti just from this this whole conflict that's going on right now is that it's the poorest nation in the western hemisphere you know and that kind of shocked me but you know not because I thought that they might they should have money or anything it's just that they're right next to the richest nation, you know, in terms of wealth in the Western Hemisphere, and that there's not being there's not enough being done to help bridge that gap. And so, for all of our listeners, I want you all to get involved some type of way, some kind of way, even if it's just a prayer, yeah. you know. But they're definitely going to need you know millions and millions of dollars to to rebuild that country. Because there's nothing left. I mean, I, as I watched it on TV, the all the buildings are destroyed. You know, the hospitals, the schools, the the government buildings, the fire stations, the police stations. I mean, there's nothing left. You know, and uh, God is in I just, control. He's in control. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's in control. Yeah. Yes, he is. Well, you know, uh, not to change 
gears too much because you know this thing has been it's been you know digging at me all day and that's why I wanted to talk about it but I really want to get Cheryl on so we can talk to her about Good. her mission Good. and what she likes to do so I'm going to introduce her right now Go ahead. Uh, we're talking to Miss Cheryl Pullins and if you go to her website and that's Cheryl Pullins that's C H E I'm sorry, C-H-E-R-Y-L-P-U-L-L-I-N-S, CherylPullins.com. You'll get to learn a lot about her, but I want to tell you about her mission because her mission is not much different from Greg and I's own mission, you know. It's to inspire individuals to define their purpose, maximize their full potential, and to empower and equip them for purposeful living. I love that. I love that. Because that's what we do here on the Abundant Solutions Hour. And so I want to bring Cheryl on. I'm going to let her talk a little bit more about what she does. But she's also the executive director of Live Magazine, the managing partner of Super Pullins Publishing, the executive director of Victorious Living for Women, a member of the Maryland Health Human Resources Association. She's also a member of the National Association of Female Executives and a member of the 2009-2010 Christian Authors on Tour, and she's the best-selling, she's a co-author of the bestseller on Amazon, The Queen's Legacy. Ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Cheryl Pullins. Ms. Pullins. Good evening. Hello, hello, hello. It's such Welcome. a pleasure to be here. Thank you so yes. much. For, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Thank welcome you. to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Yeah. Thanks yes. for having us. Mm-hmm. Brian, Brian, I'll let you go first with the questions because I know you 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 said you were ready to go. So, <laughs> you know, I want to first off ask you what brought you to what you do now. What fueled your passion for people? Um, my passion for people and seeing them empowered came out of my own life experiences. Um, you know, I've gone through a lot in my life and um, experienced a lot, um, cried a lot of tears, you know, a whole, whole lot of different emotional uh, roller coasters and just dealing with life in general. And um, I, I eventually, you know, applied some principles to my life, um, primarily biblical principles, and I learned how to come out on the other side um, empowered, encouraged, and victorious. And, you know, I know that there are people out there that, one, they're hurting. Oh. Two, they let life get to them, um, and they have difficulty sometimes recovering and rebounding. And uh, so that's where my passion comes from because I know it can be done. You know, I know that, you know, life can knock you down and you get back up and you keep going. So uh, I, I really just want to see people um, embrace that and understand that and apply it to their lives so they can live the life that they were supposed to live. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was talking with uh, a lady just the other day, Brian and I, we talked with so many people that uh, that come on our show when we go out and speak publicly in, in just different churches and talk with women. There's so many women that are hurting. It is unreal. And when I say that they're hurting, a lot of them are dealing with rape and molestation. Mm-hmm. Um, from five years old, and a lot of these women are in their 50s and and, and mm-hmm. probably early 60s. It, it is absolutely amazing how they carry this pain 
And one of the ladies told me that she's struggling with forgiving. And, and my question to you is, in her um, struggle to forgive, is that where her pain is? Um, yeah, because, you know, your inability to get to a point where you can forgive uh, a person for something that they have done to you years and years ago, it really impedes your process and it impedes your own healing. Um, it's really, uh, forgiveness is such a uh, major component to get into the place in your life where you can say, you know what, you can look that person in the eye, either in person or from afar, and say, I forgive you, you will see your life change just because of that. Mm-hmm. But, you're, you know, you're in a, if you can't get to that place of forgiveness, you're impeding your own healing, your own progress, you know, you because that is an emotion, that is something that you hold on to. You hold on to the anger. You hold on to the bitterness. You hold on to the fears that uh, were created as a result of, you know, of whatever the situation was. But you hold on to those things. And you focus so much on those things, you know, that you can't move forward. You can't progress forward. Um, and everything that you try to do, you can't do because you can't get past that. Um, so absolutely, absolutely. Her pain is so deep in, in her inability to forgive. That's what's really dictating her life right there. Right, and and I know, and I, you know, just on your site, and it's just what I got from your site was was, was the power, really. Um, when you go to the site, and I'm telling everybody, just go there. It's uh, CherylPullins.com, C-H-E-R-Y-L-P-U-L-L-I-N-S.com. You should go there, and if you want somebody to come in and speak and move your people, you need to contact her and have her come in. And you know, I think what. What I wanted to say to you was, and tell me if I'm wrong, a lot of times when we are in situations, I'm talking about men and women here, when we're faced in situations where we're forced down in the valley, we can't go any lower than the road. Mm-hmm. And is it safe to say that we're already walking in victory? It's just that our thinking, we can't, we're so focused on the situation that we're missing what God is really trying to say to us, am I correct? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, you know, your ability to live a victorious life, life is there. But it's how you think it, how you view it, how you see it, how you, whether or not you even operate it. You know, for me, um, I honestly believe if you change the way you think, you can change your life. If you change one thing, it could change everything. You know, so but primarily, you know, how you think and how you how you see uh, your life is pretty much, you know, how it how it how it can turn out. Um, so yeah, we already victory. That's something we already have. The question is whether or not you know you have it. Mm-hmm. You know, you said something interesting there, and I'm the type of person where I hear something and it's like a buzzword in my mind and it sticks there. You said if you change one thing, you can change everything. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me because when I look at the lives of people who have gone through struggle and strife and have come out on top and that are successful and are, you know, able to overcome adversity, you know, that's the one polarizing thing that they said, all I had to do was change one thing about myself and mm-hmm. it was like planting a seed. You know, or it was like, you know, 
realizing that I could actually do that one thing that I never thought I could do. What was the one thing, the one change that you made that changed everything in your life? My way of thinking. My way of thinking. um, I started to learn and understand and actually listen to, um, you know, of course, everybody, you know, when Rick Warren came out with his book, Purpose Driven Life, you know, everybody spoke to it. Um, but those principles are right in the Word of God. They've been there, <laughs> you know, and he threw them up and gave them gave them life for some people. And for me, you know, I had to sit and I had to read certain scriptures and actually apply those things to my life and say, oh, wait a minute. God says I'm the head and not the tail. It says, I'm above and not beneath, not beneath, you know. He's made promises to me, and I can actually uh, ask him to deliver on those promises. So when I started to really change my way of thinking and say, okay, no, I am victorious, I am successful, you know, all the things that I am. You know, um, a lot of people do affirmations. I started doing those affirmations. I started confessing and speaking those things out of my mouth that I wanted to see manifested in my life. But for me, the first thing I had to change was the way I thought because I was very pessimistic. You know, if uh, if I was going to go do something, I was just waiting for the bad thing to happen. Wow. <laughs> that was how I thought. Oh, oh, this the bad thing is always going to happen. And, of course, what? It did. <laughs> you know, the bad thing always happened. But, then, but I changed my, my viewpoint, changed my thinking the way I perceive things and say, oh, no, wait a minute. This is the way I want it, and this is the way it's going to happen, and, God, you have to order my steps to make it stuff. Mm. Oh, wow. Wow. You know, you know it, it, uh, go ahead, hold bro. on, Greg. I, I, I want to say this because I thought about it, and it's just real funny. I used to have both the Purpose Driven Church and the Purpose Driven Life books, and when you said Rick Warren, I looked on my shelf, and I noticed that my Purpose Driven Life book wasn't there. And uh-huh. I don't remember who I let borrow it. <laughs> so if you're listening, can you return my Purpose Driven Life book, please, whoever borrowed it? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but, Brian, you know, real quick, I, I wanted to say when you, when you were talking about bad things, and, and again, it, it was just from a conversation that I had with someone, um, you know, the gentleman said to me that this is what he said. He said that I've lost the uh, the idea of having a good time. I don't know how to have a good time because when things happen good for me, I, I look for something bad to come behind it because so much has happened in my life. You know, wow. is that the same thing that you mean when you say that they need to change their way of thinking? Um. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, for me, um, you know, I I was I was a pastor's wife for 14 years. You know, it wasn't the greatest uh, marriage at all. I'm not saying it was awful, horrible, but there were some really, really tough, challenging times. Um, and you know, of course, I remember those more than I remember the gooder, the good times, not the gooder, but the good times. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but that. Yeah, we just focus. A lot of times, we just really focus, and we get stuck on those on those bad things, those bad experiences. 
you know, and um, that that's what was happening to me. I was stuck in those bad experiences, and then those bad experiences created, um, you know, bitter emotion, anger, anger, um, unforgiveness. You know, I had gotten to the point where I would publicly say, you know, in terms of my ex-husband, that I hated him. Wow. You know, that that was bad. Yeah. That that was real bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. But you know what? A lot of women are, are in that position right now, and mm-hmm. they feel that they, they know that uh, a lot of times it's a uh, violent violence is in it, domestic violence, or dealing with domestic violence, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they they just need to know how to come out of that. And a lot of times they lose who they are, they lose their value because of the struggling and the you know the certain things that are being said to them, and they and they don't really know their value and their, and their worth any longer. How can they come out of that? Um, well, I heard someone say, and I can't remember who said it, um, they made a comment about self-esteem. And they said self-esteem is really not how others view you, but it's how you view yourself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, how you view yourself plays a very major role in whether or not you have the ability to get out of an abusive relationship, be it um, emotionally abusive or physically abusive uh, because it does tear you down, and if you already have a poor self-image, um, then that you know that that abuse situation is playing right into it. And how you get out of it is, you know, you really have to love yourself more than the situation. Mm. Wow. You really, you have to say, you know what? I love me to the point where I really, I know I don't have to deal with this. And, I mean, that's the place I got to. I didn't have physical abuse in my first marriage, but I did have emotional. And I had to say, wait a minute, I love me more than this situation, and I have to get out because it is going to destroy me. As a person, as a woman, it's going to destroy me if I let it. Mm-hmm. Because each of us, you know, have the control to get to stay in or get out. You know, and I know some people might think, oh, well, it's easier said than done. Mm -mm. Yeah, you can say it, but you can do it. You can do it. Yes, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be some things you might have to walk through. But I used to tell people, I can't put a price on my peace of mind. I can't put a price on, you know, my being able to look my children in the face and say, in spite of, you know, what goes on in your life, you have to get up and brush yourself off and you have to keep moving. You know, um, my daughter saw me go through some stuff, and they did. Um, but we talk about it, and it's like, wow, Mom, I'm really proud of you because you were able to get through it and get on the other side. And they're like, now look at you. You know, it's like, wow. You know. Yeah. Um, so for me, saying wasn't an option because I didn't want to teach my daughter that you Day in a situation like this just for the sake of saying you're married. Mm. Mm. That's so true. Yes, yes. You know, as I read your site, and I'm, I'm, I'm caught up by this victorious living principle. Mm-hmm. You know, and most people that I meet, and it's sad to say, I'd say roughly about 60, 70% of them don't believe that they were destined to live victorious. They just mm-hmm. live day to day. And mm-hmm. when you ask them how do they feel or how are they doing, and they say, I'm making it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just I'm just 
doing what I have to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's something that I started, you know, doing myself when people ask me, how do I feel? And I said, oh, I'm excellent. Couldn't be better. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> and, you know, when you talk about the positive affirmations, you know, have you ever met somebody who no matter what you try to do to encourage them, they mm-hmm. always have a negative thought or yes. negative, you know, response? And, yes. you know, yes. and how do you interact with a type of person like that? For me, I, well, I just keep it positive. You know, or I'll say, you know, um, I know uh, one of the places I used to work um, in the, the male guy there, I don't care what day you saw him. I don't care if it was a sunny day, a rainy day. Uh, I don't care what day it was. How you doing? It was always something negative, negative response. Oh, they trying to, they working me to death. Oh, they getting on my nerves. Oh, they, they, they. And I said to him one day, I said, and you're letting them do that to you? Because my thing is, you know, you give you you give people, um, you know, uh, certain power and control over you. You give it to them. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, they can only get from you what you give what you give to them. You know, so for me, you know, I, I kind of ask questions or I make comments to make people stop and say, okay, okay, well, what am what am I saying? You know, why am I saying this? Or, you know, what is it? that can do, you know, to change the situation because you have the control to change it. And we, a lot of times, we want to put it on other people. It's somebody else's fault. And No, you have the control. You have the power. You can change the way you think. Nobody can change that but you. That's so true. I, I'm, I'm on Facebook, and I'm getting hit with a lot of people saying uh, the ladies on there, they're agreeing with you, they're taking notes. And I see that we have um, quite a a bit of callers on the line, so callers, please hang on. We'll get to you. You'll get a chance to speak with Ms. Pullins uh, pretty quick. But, Ms. Pullins, you know, um, Brian hit it on the head. A lot of people feel that where they are right now, um, they are going to stay there. And, and I just remember my granddad always telling me, watch what you say, monitor your words, because mm-hmm. if you say those things, they're going to take root in your life. And, um those people, you know, the guys, they were telling the truth. It's so-so. My life is going so-so. Okay, yeah, that's it, it's going so-so. You're telling the truth because you're speaking mm-hmm. it. And, you exactly. Know, it, yeah, and so many people, they do that not knowing that when you speak those things, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's exactly what happens. I mean, I mean, the Bible's real clear. It says, you know, the, the power of life and death is in your tongue. Mm. You know, and I am, you know, I personally am a witness that once I changed the way I spoke about my future, it changed. It got brighter because it's like, okay, because I kept speaking it. I kept saying it. You know, I would write it down, and I would say, okay, and it would give me a goal. It would give me something to work toward. It would, you know, so I'm no longer focusing on, you know, all the bad stuff that's happened in my life 20 years ago that I'm still, you know, harboring on and living through. Because, you know, I know we talked about unforgiveness, but, you know, it really, it can really mess you up. Yes, it can. It it, it can really mess you up, and it messes no one up but you. Hmm. Because the the person that you're, you're harboring these feelings against, they have gone on with their lives. They are doing what they do with no thought for you. And you are still sitting there, and you're still wallowing in your pity and your sorrow. 
about what they did and what they didn't do or what they said or what they didn't say, and they've moved on, and you're still sitting in the same place. So you're just internalizing and infecting your own self and impeding your own progress. Mm-hmm. You know what? What what about it? And, and I was thinking that you know people always uh, are they, they they have a problem forgiving others, and sometimes they can forgive others. But again, what do you think about them being able to forgive themselves? A lot of times they hold things in and blame themselves for situations that they have no control over, that they didn't do anything wrong, like the little girl that's five years old is being molested by her uncle, and the family yeah. won't do or say anything. Uh, they won't. The, the only thing that they'll say is whatever happens in this house stays in this house. And yeah. we all know there's no hurt like family hurt. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that the same principle applies. You you have to forgive yourself just like you would forgive anybody else. You have to look in the mirror and say, you know, I I release myself. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. I stood in the mirror and said, you know what, I release myself. <laughs> I forgive myself if if I've done anything wrong or if I haven't done anything wrong, if there's a perception that I've done anything wrong, if I made the wrong decision, the wrong choices, whatever the case might be, you know, I release myself. And you really have to do that because you can hold yourself off just like you can, you know, not forgiving anybody else. Hmm. Wow. You know, and I never thought about it like that, you know, you holding yourself hostage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's very profound. You know, I was thinking that when you go out and you and you do your seminars and your webinars and when you talk to, you know, large audiences, what are some of the responses you get from people? You know, because uh, I know that um I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No. Um I know that when when Greg and I and we go out and we talk to people, we get different responses based on, you know, whatever topics we're talking about. So when uh-huh. you talk about living victoriously, you know, uh-huh. when you talk about being able to overcome, what are some uh-huh. of the responses you get back? I mean, primarily, um, like I said, usually people are hurting. So a lot of times the response is people share their transparency of where they are. You know, um, they'll you know they'll say, "Wow, you know, I, I have this situation." They'll share actual situations in their lives that they're dealing with. And usually that's the kind of feedback that we get uh, or that I get uh, where they actually share. Um, they'll either say it in person or they'll send me a note, um, and, or, and they're real appreciative of the information and of the transparency of how I share because I share from a personal life experience. I don't share typically. It's not about books. It's not about anything. It's about what I've actually walked through and how I learned how to apply the, the correct principles to my life to make my life a, a better one, a more effective one, a more power, empowering one. Yeah, and see, that that's exactly what I was looking for, the transparency. Because, you know, I, I know when I go out and speak, and I know when Greg goes out and he speaks, that's the one thing that we hear people say, you're so transparent. You mm. don't, you know, you don't have any qualms about telling people about what you went through, mm-hmm. you know, and... Like when I go out and I talk to youth groups and, you know, I talk to them about the importance of of staying pure and pure in mind, body, and spirit. And mm-hmm. I tell them about how one mistake that I made when I was a young man 
caused 10 years worth of issues in my life, and mm. even now I suffer physically from a mental mistake. Okay, okay. You know, and so, you know, something like that, being real transparent, like I tell kids, when I was in college, I was a major alcoholic. And, you know, you mm. hear that and you say, oh, well, everybody drank in college. And, you know, I say, no, I was a major alcoholic. I had, you know, A's and B's, graduated mm-hmm. with honors, but I still, okay. you know, was a functioning alcoholic. And mm-hmm. I didn't know it. And it took a friend of mine to tell me, man, you know what? I am not picking you off the floor anymore. Wow. And I was like, wow. You mm-hmm. know, because that was the norm. We'd go out. I wouldn't make it out because mm-hmm. we'd start drinking before we left the house. We'd get to where we're going. They'd turn around, <laughs> drop me back off at the house. They'd go okay. party, have a good time, and come wow. pick me up off the floor. <laughs> and wow. that was my definition of, man, I had a great night. <laughs> right. You know, and it wasn't until that friend, you know, basically put a mirror up to my face and said, this is what you look like. Mm. You know, do you want to look like this in 10 years or five years? Or do mm-hmm. you want to make it to next year, you know? Exactly, exactly, exactly. And it wasn't until I saw that picture that I was able to see my, you know, see through that. Once, once I saw that mirror, I was able to see through it and see my future and mm-hmm. see that I wasn't going to have one until I changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was sort of that one moment that when I changed that one thing in my life, everything yeah. else started to fall in place. Yes, and that's exactly what I mean. You change one thing, you change everything. Mm-hmm. You know, Ms. Pullins, um, you, you were talking about um, being transparent, and I think what's so real about you as far as what the people are telling you, I think they like the fact that you're being real with them and you're not sugarcoating it, which uh-huh. a lot of people will do. But when a person is in the valley and they're hurting, they they want to know, okay, Cheryl has been there. Um, yeah. she, she's, she's saying the things that, I know she went through because nobody didn't tell her that. You know, people uh-huh. can pick up on that stuff. And when Brian uh-huh. and I, we go in jails and prisons and we talk with guys, these, these guys can pick up on you being sincere or you just going in there just talking. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. Yeah. And, and and how often do you get that, you know, sure, I really like the fact that you were real. You're just being mm-hmm. real. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, I think, I think, um, being transparent and being real is the thing that really does impact and change people's lives. Mm-hmm. Because they have a person there that can say, hey, this is where I've been in my life. I've done X, Y, and Z, and this is how I've gotten through it, and this is where I am now. So you really are a living epistle, you know, for them. Mm-hmm. Well, i tell you what. I, I, I love the fact from everything that I'm saying on the website I, I told Brian I can't wait till we get her on the show because there's just so many women out there that they need to hear from you. Not saying mm-hmm. that, that that you know women need to hear more from women than men need to hear from men. I'm not saying that, but it's just people need to see someone like you standing up and doing what you're doing. You're in the corporate America and you're also in the pulpit, and that's mm-hmm. just that's just powerful. I, I love that. I love how you're able to juggle um, both of these things and still be successful at the same time. Oh, yeah, I juggle a, a number of things. <laughs> yeah, I also, I you know, we have the, the, the women's magazine. It's called Live Magazine, and the Live is acronym for Living in Victory Every Day. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh. you know, 
yeah, the magazine covers areas like, you know, empowering your life and, you know, it covers, you know, as women, you know, it covers fashion and all those other things, but, you know, it really is a, a method that I use to plant seeds of empowerment in women to say, hey, you know, no matter where you are in your life, you can live a victorious life. You can figure it out. You can get it done and you can get there. Well, um, how, if, if we have a lot of women listening, how can they subscribe to the magazine? Oh, sure. They can go to www.liveinvictory.org, and it's a digital uh, magic magazine, and the subscription is free. It's complimentary wow. because we want to get it in the into the hands or into the you know in front of every woman possible. Um, and this year in 2010, we have a campaign going on to uh, reach 10,000 women. Uh, new subscribers this year across the country, or across the globe, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that website is liveinvictory.org. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I want to kind of change um, gears a little bit. I want to ask you about um, the you, you being in the um, human resources and, 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 and everything else that you're in. Are you, do you get uh, a lot of flack, or do you get, like, hear little jokes about you being uh, in the ministry uh, from from the people that you work with? Because um, in, in the business world, a lot of men uh, in the business world, they, they tend not to respect the woman that's um, in ministry. Do, do you mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Because I, 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 I hear those type of things said about other women, and it just seems like they try to give you guys a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly can't say that I have experienced that. Mm. Well, um, I guess they know better. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think because, you know, my approach, I'm a, I'm a bit uh, disarming. Um, I take time to uh, build relationships with people before I get into all that other, you know, what I do, what I am, you know, because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Wow. So I usually try to show how much I care first. And then, you know, any other things that I can put in there or bring in there, you know, about me, that's fine. But it's, I, it's not about me, you know, and I recognize that. And I think that's probably why I don't get, you know, comments or anything about being, you know, in corporate America, you know, and, you know, doing what I do because, you know, I I do everything based on building relationships. That's powerful. That's powerful. I like that. I like wow. That. You know, I, and it's funny that Greg would ask that question because that was a question that I was not exactly going to ask you, but I was going <laughs> to imply that because you're in the ministry, do you get people in general, not necessarily men, but people in general that will say, well, you better not ask her too many questions. You know, because I get that a lot. You know, not that I'm a minister or anything, but, you know, because they know who I am and they know how I operate, you know, if you ask me a question, I'm going to give you, you know, a biblical answer some kind of way. <laughs> yeah, that's my husband. My husband relates everything. It's about it's about the Word of God. It's about the Bible. You know, mm-hmm. that's how he relates to it, and that's truth, and that's how it goes. Um, I, 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 for me, you know, I build from a position of relationship. I let people talk before I invoke anything. They typically don't ask me questions. It's more conversational. They're talking, 
and I might give some input, and I let them talk, and I let them talk, and then I'll share a little bit. Okay, that might be the first time. Then the second time we might do it, and then I might start to ask questions and dig a little bit. You know, it depends. I've done it in particular with people at work. You know, they start to open up, they start to share, and I start to just share my own, here again, being transparent, and I share my own personal experience, and they, then they go, oh, wait a minute, you know. Um, I, it's about being touchable. It's being um, building relationships. And I think that allows you to enter into a person's heart and then really give them, you know, the truth. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you also do seminars or workshops for uh, corporate America? Anyone that wants you to come in and help them with their uh, employees as far as human resources or, or or anything like that? Oh, sure, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. If they wanted to get in contact with you, how would they do that? Is it on your website? or It's on the it? website, yes. Mm-hmm. It's on the website, www.cherylpullins.com, and the email is info at com. Awesome. And what is Cheryl doing right now? What what can we expect out of Cheryl um, in, in the near future or something that you're doing right now that we're not aware of? Well, recently in November, um, I am the um, – Managing partner of Stuart Pullins Publishing, and we released a book called Victorious Living for Women. And the book is the first in the Victorious Living series. Uh, this book, Victorious Living for Women, has 40 contributing authors that um, really are the same precepts. They share uh, very transparent personal life stories about you know things that they've gone through in their lives and how they've come through empowered, inspired, and encouraged. And, um, you know, I call them um, Pathways to Victory. That They're embedded in each chapter. That book was released in November. Um, it's doing very, very well. And um, we are just, you know, every opportunity that comes along for us to talk about it, we're talking about it. And as a result of the release of the book, that's how we started Victorious Living for Women um, as an organization that we're launching this year. Um, we currently have a prayer team in place that prays seven days a week at 5.30 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. And um, so now what we're doing is we're working on our second installment in the Victorious Living series, which is Victorious Living for Moms. And uh, we're releasing that on uh, May the 4th of 2010. Mm. So that, that's another one of the big things that I'm, I'm involved in. And for me, it, for me, it all stems from you know, my personal mission, uh, you know, is to see women and to see people live purposeful lives, empowered lives, and if they understand and embrace victory, they can understand and reach their purposeful living. Hmm. I think Brian hmm. and I need to team up and see if we can get you guys to publish one of our books. There's a lot of books <laughs> out there hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah, we actually, um, when we when we announced Victoria's Living for Women, we um, actually announced a men's book at the same time, and the brothers just wouldn't step up. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, wow. yes. Uh, the book that we um, – we still have that book on the table, and once we get enough guys to participate, we're going to publish it, and it's called uh, My Transparent Ego. Ooh. Oh, wow. wow. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My Transparent Ego. <laughs> now, did you write that book? Uh, no, that's a book that's on the table that we need men to participate and contribute to. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So how many chapters do you need from me and Greg? Because <laughs> 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 I'll well, tell you, Greg, uh-huh. I, and I'm going I'm to steal Greg's thunder a little bit, because Greg found it, uh, heard someone say this, and he's been saying it ever since, uh-huh. that your ego is when you edge God out. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Edging God out. That's right. That's exactly okay. I, I think I need to take notes now. But <laughs> <laughs> sure, we have we have a few people on the line. If you don't mind us us going to them, uh, I'm sure uh, they probably have some questions for you. Oh, uh, they've been mind. waiting patiently the entire time. Wonderful. Call good. Caller from the 404 area code. You're live on the Abundant Solutions Hour, and our special guest, Michelle Pullen. Yes. How are you? Hi. Hi, I've really enjoyed this is an incredible show, and Cheryl's a good person to interview. And this is Rhonda White in Atlanta. Glad Hi, to hear you, Cheryl. Doing a great job. I'm one of the co-authors in the book, and I'm glad to be a part. Awesome. And, and awesome. You said, Thank you, you for calling. Yes, give your name out again. It's uh, Rhonda White, better known as the Energizer, I-N-N-E-R, uh, helping to inspire and create a force, fire, desire, and others to soar higher in their life. Wherever they are, they can go higher, and that's what that Victorious Living for Women book is all about, so I'm glad to have a chapter in there as one of the co-authors. It's an incredible book. And, you know, I, I wanted to ask you this while, while you're still on here. Um, what is it like for you to uh, meet someone like Cheryl and to, to, to author a book, and, and they, you know, she's publishing this book or whatever, and it's out there. You know, when you wake up in the morning and you are, you have the ability to give someone this book, I mean, how does that make you feel to be a part of it all? It's an incredible feeling. I was writing for Cheryl's magazine, uh, Live uh, Magazine, and I like to say live as well. Um, And being a part of this project when I found out about it was so uh, inspiring for me uh, that I immediately began, the Lord started telling me who to send information to other ladies to consider and to take action on this, and I, I look at this book as a, a, a lighter fluid to sprinkle on the sparks of women to help their fires go toosh, like a barbecue sauce, <laughs> you know, and that lighter fluid is giving them the unction. Now a lot of them are releasing their own projects, and so Victoria's Living for Women, is, it makes me feel good to be a part of it, and I shared it with, I think, close to 30 ladies or so, or 20, and 15 of them were a part of this, so... It just makes me feel good to get up and be a part of it, and then I get emails from them that are coming out with their own books because being a co-author got them going. So I'm, I really feel good, and Cheryl's an incredible person, so it's just been a blessing. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Cheryl, when, uh, it sounds like we need to, to see some plays come out. Uh, you know, people are always uh, interested in seeing plays. I don't know if there's something that you guys have uh, down the pipe or not, but you think this will be something that you guys will want to take on at some point? Oh, wow. That's the first time I've gotten that question. <laughs> but, you know, people, you know, we, we love to see plays. We we love to see people act out and show um, their happiness and the, and the things that they've gone through and the pain. It just seems like um, people really, our people, we really, really take to plays. And, and I'm sure um out of all the books that you guys have, you know, this book that you've written and all these different people in here, 
with these different characteristics and the different experiences they've had in their life. Uh, it, it's it's truly amazing um, when when you really just think about what you guys are doing. It's almost like you guys are starting a movement. Well, that's exactly what it is. And, you know, actually, you know, you asked the question about whether or not, you know, we thought about plays, and you're the first person that's asked me the question, and I can't say I have not had that thought. But the thought I've had is it, from um, the concept of the vagina monologue, um, but I just haven't fully developed how we could do that um, to, to, to have a lot of the authors or just people speak you know, in that same type of format. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only thought that I've had, and so far it's only been a thought. <laughs> right. But I don't know. You might you might have sparked something in me to uh, to explore and, uh, mm-hmm. and see what happens. <laughs> see, I, I remember what my grandfather, who's, uh, who was a senior pastor for 34 years, he used to always say, I'd rather see a sermon than hear a sermon. Yeah. And I never really understood what he meant until he explained it to me um, a couple years ago. He said, people will, can listen and read the Bible all day long, and they can read about the good accolades and the things that you do to pour in other people's spirit. But mm-hmm. until they see you do that, until they can actually visualize you doing it, they never really get it. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that play... You know, Greg, is that extension of, you know, what they hear us say and what they see that we write. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so that play actually gives them a visualization that they can, you know, put, you know, put that picture in their mind. Right. You know how when we see something, we can recall it real quick and, you know, hey, I remember when I saw this person or, hey, I remember when I saw this nice shoe or dress or tie or mm-hmm. what have you. And so seeing that thing happen, you know, you can identify with it better. Yeah, my, actually my husband says something all the time. He says that if you can tie an emotion to a thing, mm-hmm. then you can remember it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's smart. Yeah. That's so, yeah. That's mm-hmm. so true. We have another caller. We're going to go through the line from the 301 area. So caller, you're live with the Abundant Solutions Hour and special guest, Ms. Cheryl Pullen. You have a question or comment? Hi. Hi. It's Jill Powell. Hi, Miss Powell. How are you? I'm great. I'm a co-author on the book. Hi, Cheryl. Now, now, Miss Powell, you've been listening. Uh, are you ready to start acting? You, you, you ready for this? I am ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the monologue theme. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-oh, that's right. uh-oh. Hey, we give we give all everybody that's a, that's an author. They get up there and they they they're, they're transparent about the things that they've gone through in their lives. And at the end, everybody gives a solution of how they came out of it, uh, showing it. that if he did it for you, he'll do it for them. Absolutely. We actually, my husband and I, do a monologue before every, every time we do a speaking engagement. We do a marriage um, ministry. We have a marriage ministry, and so we do a marriage. Um, type monologue, so I, I love the idea. All right. Awesome. I think something is uh, being birthed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> um, and Jewel, actually, Jewel's chapter in the book is um, Victory on the Brink of Divorce, and uh, Jewel shares an incredible story about how her marriage was restored. Mm. Uh, and since she's on the line, if you guys want to chat with sure. her, please, um, yeah, I'd love for you to do that. So, Jewel, you didn't give up. I did not give up, and I'm so thankful that I didn't. 
And when you're in the midst of the trials and the challenges and you don't have a glimpse of hope, you go to God and God will give you hope and God will give you the faith to go through the challenge. And if you can just go through and get to the other side, then you'll have victory. And that's what all 40 of us have done. We went, we were in the midst of challenges in our life and trials and tribulations, and we said we're not going to stop here. We're going to go through. And that's not, and you can't get the victory until you go through. And when, you, come, when you came out on the other side, did, how much stronger were you and your husband uh, when you got to the other side? Because I know when, when two become one, I mean, it's just it's a beautiful thing. Well, my husband and I are still unfolding. <laughs> my husband wasn't uh, an active participant in going through. He wanted the marriage, but he wasn't ready to do the type of work that I was ready to do. Right. And so I was the one who kept doing everything and kept just believing God. And, and you know, Cheryl said something very important, you know, that she got the word and she started doing the word. And that is the key to success, that we're, we have to stop being hearers only and just quoting scripture. We actually have to apply the scripture to our lives. So when the scripture says, do not go to bed angry, then I could be mad all day long if I want to, but I cannot go to bed angry. I hear that. You know, I always hear them say, plan your work and then work your plan. Absolutely. <laughs> And I say, you know, if the, I say the word works if you work the word. <laughs> hey, I like that one even better. <laughs> but, you know, Brian and, and Ms. Powell, so many, so many young women right now are, are listening and they desire to have a husband, but they're going through. Are they, do, you, do you think that they're really prepared for that? No. No. Marriage is more than just having a warm body next to you. Marriage is more than someone who you think is going to complete you. You have to come to the relationship a whole, complete person and add some value to the relationship. You're already going to have trials and tribulations when you get married just because you're trying to make two into one. But to come in there half a person <laughs> is, is, is just not, it's just not the way you do it. Amen. I like this lady. Yeah, we have some powerful women that participated in this project. I mean, they can stand alone on their own. Um, Jewel has her own book, so. <laughs> well, y'all need yeah. to do a book tour or something. I mean, going around and then you guys need to be on stage. It would just be a powerful, powerful move because. You know I, what, Greg? I, I don't, I've never seen that before, Brian. I've never seen. Um, authors get together like this, but you know what? You know what just came to mind, Greg? What's that? Do you remember last year when we when they did the twenty four hour show? Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be just the greatest thing? You have forty authors, right? Hello. Yes, we do. Are you yes. Like yeah, we're here. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. yes. You have forty authors. Why not do a twenty four hour? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know you're going. Yeah. Victorious Living for Women tour, yeah. where you don't have to have a woman on every single hour, but you could do 45 minutes for each person just to get through those 24 hours. 
That would be great. And just have a series of moderators, wow. you know, where those moderators would come on for, let's say, four hours here, four hours there to get you through the 24. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful well, we Well, we actually, that's a, that's a great idea. We also have a tour um, that is taking place starting, Cheryl, is it next month? It starts in? Yeah, it starts in February. It starts in, uh, uh, ooh, it's either is it Fort Tex- Worth or Houston. It I think Texas. it's Houston. Yeah, it's Houston. Okay. okay. A- and we'll be traveling to eight different cities so far that we know of. So if there's someone out there and their church wants, you know, would like to host us, we would be glad to, to travel and, and go and talk to women. This book is a message of hope. And if we want women to be victorious, we have to give them some hope. And these people can just hear the 40 stories of women who have gone through and who have made it. It gives them hope. And there's always hope. Our hope will not disappoint us. (laughs) God will not disappoint us. And I'm so glad that you guys are doing that. It's, it's so easy to sit back at home or when you're with a group of people and, and, and criticize and say, you know, this, these people, these women are just flat out stupid. They don't know what they're doing. It, it's easy to say that. But until you get out there and start moving and try to help them instead of putting them down by saying those things, then you'll see a change. Because mm-hmm. somebody's got to get up in front of them and say, you know what, sister, come on, let me grab your hand. Let me tell you what I went through. I went through this, and this is what God did for me. Because that's what they're waiting for. When you see things on television about how to improve your 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 marriage in the bedroom, nobody don't need to hear that kind of stuff. That's just that's that's just minor stuff. That's and, and but so many people buy those books. They yes. buy into that. Yes. Yes. They 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 buy into all of this stuff that society says that will give you a fun fulfilling marriage. But they're leaving out God, and that should be the first thing that you give, and that's what you guys are doing. And I applaud you guys for what you're doing. This is this is going to be great. There's just so much that you guys can do. Oh, thank yeah. you. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot that you can do. If you keep listening to Brian, he's going to have y'all all just all over the world, just doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, we need we need Brian as our marketing person. <laughs> yeah, we do. We need those ideas. Uh, it's interesting because we did an interview an hour before. And um, someone planted the seed of having the book translated into uh, Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. that's right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, because that's a whole another community that you know we haven't even tapped into. Um, you know that need the same that need the same level of hope. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know, I and and as you say that, I'm just thinking you probably would want it to be translated into Creole because I could think of a small country that. Is looking for some hope right now. Yeah. Yes. Right now. Yeah. Right yes. now. Yeah. You know, and, and with Cheryl, the beautiful thing about what you're doing, I think a lot of women, they get and and I, I'm probably going to get blasted for this, but there's a lot of women in the business world. They can't. They don't know how to separate the two. And what I'm saying is. You know how to, to, to be Cheryl in the pulpit. You know how to be Cheryl behind the desk at work. Some people, they, they don't know how to 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 uh, separate the two. I, I, and, and I don't really mean to fully separate the two, but there's a way that you could do it, that you could, you could make it through. Uh, what I'm saying is a, a, lot, of, a lot of people, they, when they're at work 
there are certain things that you can say that, and certain things that you can't say while you're doing mm-hmm. your work. Sure, you absolutely. Understand? You, you know where I'm going. Okay. And uh-huh. and when you start qu- quoting scriptures when you're at work and you get in a heated argument with someone and you you understand what I'm saying? I I, I, I think yeah yeah. And, and it, it would be just a beautiful thing if you're able to teach and, and show these women how to do it the right way. Yeah, I mean, and I think you know, for me, part of it is a whole. It's steeped in building those relationships, you know, because once you build a relationship with per, with a person, you know, you really can. That's when you really can introduce the truth to them, really. Mm-hmm. And their their you know their defenses are down. Um, you've already shown that you care about them as an individual. You're not just trying to shove the gospel down their throat, right? Because right. a lot of times that's how people perceive it. Yes. You know, so um, relationship building is something that I learned when I worked at a church for a senior pastor. Hmm. I watched how he built relationships and his ability to um, uh, mobilize people to do things and to change their lives just by the fact of how he built those relationships with them. We have about three minutes left into the show. Um, Jewel, while we have you on, if you could give out your contact information. We want both of you ladies to do this because we want people to contact you from different churches and different organizations that will put you guys to work. Okay. Um, it's Jewel R. Powell. My name is Jewel R. Powell, and they can reach me at www.marriage101.us, Marriage101. Okay. And, Cheryl, we know about your website. If you would, you can still give that information out. Now, my personal website is www.cherylpoins.com. Um, then there's also um, anything about the book and the authors is www.victoria-women.blogspot.com. And anything about our book projects, right now you can go to www.victoriousbooks.com. Mm, awesome. And if you guys ever need us to do anything, Brian and I, we are... Uh, we're right there. Just let us know whatever we need to do. That's what we'll do to definitely help you. And we thank you so much for coming on and blessing everybody. Brian, I tell you what, I've I've been sitting here writing notes, and uh, I, I've learned a lot. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, yeah. If there's anything I can do or the Victoria's Living Office can do, you just you know shoot me, shoot me an email or give me a call, and we'd be more than happy to make it happen. Yes, uh, yes. 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 I, I'll, I'll tell you what something that I need you to do. Okay. I need you to start prepping the book for men. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Brian, did you have any last thoughts? I just want to say that in order to live victorious, you have to understand where your victory comes from. Mm. You know, when when Jesus went to the cross, he went to the cross victorious. He didn't go there as a dying Savior. He went there as a living Savior. Amen. And when he died, he didn't stay dead. And so when you think about being victorious, you don't have to die to be victorious. Jesus already did that for you. But you do have to live in order to be victorious. Thank you so much. And again, thanks everybody for joining us. We've had a wonderful, wonderful show. We've, Brian, we've more than accomplished our mission, and that's being more, doing more, and having more. And Miss Powell and Miss Pullins, thank you guys so much for joining us. And to those that are out there listening, 
Remember who's first. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm.